This is the SSBI Podcast. This is all about Microsoft Power BI. My name is Lars Schreiber. Okido, ready when you are? I am ready. I was born ready. No you, kidding. You, you were born ready. Great. Yes. Good to know. Um, I have the products with Power BI book in my hands. It doesn't look good anymore because this is how I got it delivered. But um, anyway, how long did it take you and and um, Phil to, to write this book? I guess a couple of months. More five to six than three to four. So half a year. Yes. Why DAX? Why this topic? And the, the first book was written by Phil himself, so a solo project. How did you get connected to him and why did you decide to write a book about this language? Basically, I was asking uh, Phil if he would be interested to have a very detailed, extensive summary review about his first book about Ducks, Beginning Ducks. And Phil asked then, hey, what do you think about writing a pro-Ducks, a successor of this book? And basically, I consider Ducks one of the most fun things in the Power BI universe because It helps to tackle so much challenges next to, I also can use Ducks to enhance my data visualization things. But I love writing Ducks to solve business questions. So this is why I... This is what it me it's meant for, right? Solving business problems? Not sure. Yes, yeah, sometimes I think it's also to have an idea that make people despair because it's sometimes it's if I'm reading questions about how to solve this, how to solve that in the Power BI community, sometimes I imagine how people struggle because certain concepts are very difficult to grasp so yeah. i i'm not sure if it's could be more simple no idea but sometimes i um i think it's complex and man, sometimes it's also complicated i guess so not it's sure. simple but not easy <laughs> this is one of the universal truths Exactly, exactly. Simple, but not easy because basically there are just three concepts. The filter context, the row context, and maybe if you talk about the evaluation context, we have three contexts. So basically it's simple. Just yeah. these three things. And maybe, yes, no, basically it's that. Context transition, expanded tables. Yes, and, and, no, and, and, and scope of variables and things like that yeah. and table iterator functions, blah, 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 blah. Um, so, but still, I would say it's simple, <laughs> I, but I, not easy. I, I, I don't, I don't agree. Um, that, that when I write blog articles or, or create videos, I used to um, use a Power Query topic just because This usually usually solves my problems. It's mostly ETL problems that I have in the projects I do. And um, you can see what's happening. You have this window where you see which table is, is uh, evaluated right now. And you simply struggle to see this in uh, index. You, we, we got this new function. I already forgot the name. Uh, Jeffrey Wong uh, wrote two articles uh, within the last week, I think about this new function that makes you um, 
being able to debug DAX. Do you know the name of the function? No. Evaluate DAX log something yeah. blah something <laughs> like that. Maybe. Uh, but but to be honest, uh, uh, I am in the lucky position that I can use Tabular Editor three. Yeah. And if my DAX statement that I'm going that I'm starting to write at the, in the morning does not uh, return the proper results or the expected results on the first try, I, I use Tabular Editor uh, with the debugging function. So there's a built-in debugger. Uh, for DAX statements, and this is uh, really, really comfortable. So, but I guess it's necessary that something like this new function is um, there to provide you an idea what's returned, and without using before I before I've been able to use uh, Tabular Editor three, I was rewriting more complex statements, um, creating concatenant X function to have an idea, is the table properly filtered and things like that. Mm. And then I realized, okay, it's proper. Expected result is returned. I started to remove the um, functions that I created to debug and doing that I messed with my original function so <laughs> so debugging is quite necessary I guess if if it's more than like a sum or something what I was was trying to say when I uh, started saying that I usually write about power queries that I have a lot of respect for for you and and other people dealing with this topic because whenever I uh, uh, try to explain how DAX works in a very compact way, I'm scared of that there's something I missed that Marco or Alberto or you uh, come around the corner and say, yeah, that's, that's true, but only for this circumstances. But what if something else happens? This is what you said. There are so many con uh, contexts and things you need to be aware. Um, my, my, One of my favorite examples is before we had the remove filters function, which was um, the all function, but only as a first level expression in a calculate, uh, it behaved completely different than all in um, in another position, not being uh, a first level expression in calculate. So uh, this is hard to grasp. And, and many people are scared from um, this language. This language should look like Excel. And this is what many people say. It looks like Excel. So let's go. Let's start. But there's so much behind the, the curtains. Um, I, I think, yes, it looked like it looks like Excel, but it's definitely not. <laughs> but I, I start explaining uh, how, how this tax works is I compare to an Excel table uh, and using the Excel filters. And if I filter the first column and something is filtered out, then it does not appear in the second filter anymore. Yep. So, and then I say, okay, so now what happens if, <coughs> um, if I use all or other uh, calculations, uh, filter modifier functions. So basically, um, I do not like certain things about um, latest or the late. For example, I do not like to remove all filters because mm -hmm. in one of his epic uh, blogs, uh, Jeffrey Wang wrote, it's not that a filter is removed. Instead, it's blocked for um, from application so and sometimes it's very it's a subtle maybe it seems subtle difference from blocking a filter to be applied instead from removing it so i would love for example if this remove all filters is block all filters and not i want to remove something but this is very subtle i guess
what I find interesting all the time or funny is that those two articles that Jeffrey Wode wrote on his blog it, back in 2000, I guess, 10, one was in 10 and one was in 11, explaining how DAX works. This contains almost everything you need to know, very compact in a single, or in that case, two articles um, that are available for everyone. And there are not many people on this planet who go through this one over and over and over again until you you completely understand that. Uh, definitely not me. So I, the first time, so you are absolutely right. So especially the article, the magic of Dax cross filtering mm. is contains everything that needs to be. Or if it's just one resource, and um, I would recommend that. So, um, <clears throat> so as I first read this article the first time, um, I was a little bit concerned about. Um, this is a pop quiz now. <laughs> this is a level 100 question. So I read it. Uh, I went terribly wrong for the first level 100 question. And so I was thinking I will never, ever understand that. He missed a zero. It was level 1000, I guess. Oh, so this, <laughs> ah, ah, lucky me. Yeah. Thank you for that, Lars. Uh, so, and I still, if I considering or writing more complex duck statements, and as I mentioned, they do not return the expected result on my first try, then I always start rereading this article because it's full of details. Um, and then, ah, yes, of course, because DAX is simple, but not easy, but not easy. And it's a detail that most of the time it's a detail that I, I miss. And this article helps me, still helps me to solve business questions. When I'm not completely wrong, um, Tabula was not the first BI engine you used. You used SSAS MD. I did. With I MDX. Did. I did. <clears throat> what I what I love to ask people who used both technologies is how how do you think it became easier with Tabula? Because DAX and, and the Tabula engine is the only BI tool I know, and I don't think it's easy, but it is definitely easier than MDX and Cubes, as I say, uh, as I hear um, other experts say. So what's your opinion about this? I was, I'm, I considered me being an MDX expert quite some time ago. Mm -hmm. And then I was assuming that it would be so easy to create my first tabular project because I, I was thinking that MDX, I, I am an expert, and so there could not be any ducks thing that um, was a secret. And starting the project, and I guess I start swearing about ducks at the first hour because certain concepts that I was accustomed to and used to use in MDX wasn't uh, there. It's completely different. So basically, I, I think this made it hard for me coming from MDX using DAX because it's very, very different. So now if I, I'm struggling with some more complex DAX things, I'm start thinking about SQL because it's much more simple or I guess it's more comparable to SQL than MDX. Mm -hmm. Yes, so but it wasn't easy. And are you, which, can you say which language you like more? And are you now 
a DAX expert as you have been an MDX expert. Is that comparable? Can you make this um, assumption? So I would say, so if a DAX expert has also sometimes writing, if a DAX expert can create DAX statements that do not return the expected result on the first try, then I would consider me being a DAX expert in the meantime. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, but yes, so yes, I'm a DAX expert. I, I, people say I am a DAX expert. Um, this is not, not something I, I have questions about, but um, on the same level as you have been an MDX expert previously, or is there still a difference? No. Which, which language do you like more? So at the current moment, I like DAX more okay. than MDX. Um, still, there are things that are not there, but uh, in MDX, it was almost uh, very, it was, it was very, very hard to create, let's say, uh, leaf level calculations, uh, quantity, times, price, or things like that. Mm -hmm. And this, um, if you have an idea what table iterator functions are doing and what the table is that is will be iterated, then I consider DAX more versatile than MDX. So I like DAX much, much more than MDX. When I, I, I see your posts, uh, for example, together with Nicola uh, on your blog, which you share via social media, um, we sometimes talk or see you writing in, in chat rooms. And when I see the topics you're dealing with, um, I sometimes forget that your background is not a technical one. We, oh, we, no. we, we both have, have the same education, right? You're, you're a business guy. I'm a business guy. I did economics and specialized on controlling and sometimes ago. And during that, uh, during university, I, I said to someone who was presenting a modern, one of my professors was presenting a modern uh, IT tool. It was one of the first OLAP engines. Uh, called then TM1 mm -hmm. 2.5. I will never forget that. And I was, I do not know why, but I said, hey, this looks very similar to Access using pivot tables. And <laughs> so this was, <laughs> this started, let, let, uh, lastly, this started all because the, uh, he was asking me to write Uh, a work about using <coughs> pivot tables and access to solve a specific controlling problem. Mm -hmm. And it was hard. <laughs> it was really hard, but somehow I succeeded. But this started everything. So, uh, And then I was, this made me think that I want to create solutions um, and do not use solutions as controller. Yes, but my background is economics. Um, I, I dealt a lot with um, this this couple, Microsoft Excel and Access, um, with a in a business environment. Why did you deal with it while studying? I didn't use I did use Excel for sure, but not Access back then. Why did you use it? I started my career with computers with my Commodore C64 and the first application that I got was a database and I created a library from all the books of all our relatives <laughs> and people could call me and um, asking for to uh, get a book. And then I shipped the book. First, my parents drove me to all our relatives and friends. Our basement was full of all their books. And I created a database that contained all the books and 
who owns it, who has it, and things like that. So I was always using access. How, how old have you been back then? I don't know. I was not able to drive. <laughs> I don't know. So I got the C64 when it was released. So, and since then, but I do not so, know. So a teenager. Yes. 14, 16 years old. I guess more or less 14 and 16. Funny projects. Yes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, ah, so, and this is why I get, I, I somehow get addicted to data, storing data, seeing who owns what book and who um, leased what, what book. So, yes. This is interesting all the time. Uh, of course, there are some people who have a technical background um, dealing with BI, but there are so many who have, from an educational standpoint, they're coming from, from such a different direction, led by passion, just by passion. I'm, I'm still convinced that passion is the thing you need to have. And if you're passionate about a topic, you, you get good at it, no matter what. If you're dealing with it every single day because you like it, uh, you get good at it. I absolutely agree. So education, I guess education can help you a lot to um, get you started somehow. Even if you realize you do not want to do this uh, for professionals. So during my beginning of my university career, there was also uh, marketing lectures. And I realized I do not want to do marketing. So this was also good, being educated to realize what you do not want to do. But I guess to succeed wherever it's about your passion that you have or something. I, for a very long time, I didn't consider myself as a BI guy just because I didn't study IT. But dealing with this topic, reading books, uh, making real life experience, somehow transforms your knowledge. You, you become what you're dealing with. So there is there's a day or a time where you just need to take a look in the mirror and say, hey, I didn't have this education, uh, this formal education. I didn't study it or learn it somehow, but I dealt with it for four, six, seven years now, every single day. I am a BI guy now. You are? Really? Not me, but you. I'm talking about you. <laughs> ah, oh, I, so I guess um, becoming what we want or someone wants to be, be is maybe education helps, but I guess to become what you want, it's more or less a matter of endurance and passion. So, And reading books, um, making your own um, experience is education too. It's not formal education. Sure, sure. So... Um, to, to distinguish between both kinds of, of education isn't that important anymore, I think. No. Even though having a technical background, understanding PCs um, definitely is no disadvantage. Um, but you, you can learn that stuff, I'm convinced. So what I am, um, basically I do not miss that much from a formal IT perspective um, in regards to my education. I, basically, I do not miss anything. Sometimes I'm still struggling about IP addresses, uh, subnets and things like that and branches and Why do, for example, um, Power BI Gateway has to be in the same branch as a name service from a well-known German software application? Why is this? But besides that, I do not miss anything. Cool and impressive. So... You entered this area just because you tried to, I don't know, was it 
did you try to play jokes on your professor or were you just a bit too convinced about your knowledge? I was, or? I guess I was, it was because he was so excited about this OLAP engine. Team one, yeah. Yes. And I was, I don't, I'm always skeptic. <clears throat> and also I was a little bit, I was very optimistic about my knowledge about pivot tables. So, uh, but after a couple of weeks, I realized that OLAP is not that bad. Hmm. But luckily, my the, the uh, paperwork I did or the, the work I had to deliver for this course was also not that bad. The result was good. <laughs> Quite good. <laughs> Very cool. I, I love to hear, uh, to, to hear these stories, how people enter uh, the business. I, I love so much in the meantime. But you're, I know you, you're dealing a lot with these topics also in your spare time. Do you, do you have spare time? Yes. When I get up early in the morning and realize, so the weather is good, the light is Great. I start cycling, taking my camera with me and taking photos. So yes, I I have spare time. But to be honest, I do not have so much hobbies or I have hobbies that are very, very similar um, to that what I'm doing at work. So Because, mm. because I am interested about data and things like that. Um, so there's, it's blurry. Mm. Do I stop working and start starting hobby uh, or not? So yes, I, I have spare time and sometimes I do not data-related things. Um, I, I can pretty much relate to this because it's the same here. I, I love dealing with these topics. Um, I, I love creating um, videos in the meantime. So also this technical side, how to do audio, how to do video, I, I like to deal with those things. Um, but when you said uh, taking taking photos, um, so you're talking about a dedicated camera, not your mobile phone, not your cell phone, but a real DSLR or a mirror, mirrorless or what are so you? So basically it's a... I guess it's so it's not it does not have a mirror anymore. Yeah. But I I guess it's a it's called a system camera. Mm -hmm. Uh with a possibility to switch lenses. Yes, it's dedicated. It's not my mobile phone. Um yes, I guess and this is if I'm passionate about data, I am also would say I'm passionate about taking photos. So, and I, I stopped this because I did not found any idea how to, so now some, um, don't know how it's called in English, but nevertheless, I will now uh, name a product that I'm using for my photo things. It's Lightroom. And I'm also using the Adobe Creative Cloud. And if someone is listening about Adobe, <laughs> So your API is crap because I am trying to get my Power Query connected to the um, API, but this is not possible. So your API is not as good as other APIs. So um, the the number one tool on the market to to deal with photos to to do the post production is shitty because you can't connect your Power Query to the, their API. <laughs> I, get, I would not I call it, I, I would not, it's not shitty, but I guess almost. Yes, and uh, it's because I cannot connect my Power Query to their API. My, my problem with um, Adobe is I, I used Lightroom um, for a very long time. I'm, I was a passionate photograph uh, myself I have two DSLRs and then in the next room and a couple of lenses and I used to take many pictures while being on vacation um, the best thing I ever had um, related to that topic is uh, being in the Rocky Mountains in Canada seeing live wild grizzly bears 
or humpback whales is such an amazing uh, thing you can see. Um, the, the problem is I, I left our um, RV, which is short for recreational vehicle, if I'm correct, uh, to see a grizzly bear in the wild just to notice how fast, fast they are, how fast they can be. And it was pretty dumb to leave the car. <laughs> But I was um, always taking care that those other two photographs were between him and me. So <laughs> so they got eaten before you. Yes, yes. yes. So I guess it's amazing photos, I guess. Yeah, um, I, I can show you uh, some of them afterwards if you're interested. But that was that was amazing. But I was talking about Lightroom. Um, I, I had the, the paid version before um, subscription was a thing. And um, I have still Lightroom 6 without the, the cloud. And they, they just taken away capabilities. You can't uh, see the, the geo uh, coordinates anymore. More. I can't see where I took the pictures on, on the global map. And uh, yeah, that's really frustrating. And I don't take so many pictures that I think it's affordable to, to buy the subscription uh, so that I just, yeah throw my pictures to my my NAS and don't do post-production and cataloging anymore, which will be tough in a couple of years when I try to um, catalog all those things. From your child, children. Can uh, be hard. Was it 2022 or was it 2021? Maybe it can be difficult. Yes, but um, I... So... I use the software because it's available on all my devices. Yeah. I do not have to care, take care of my, let's say, backups because some of my pictures are, I consider, I'm, I'm very close to some of my pictures from, from an emotional point of view. So, and I do not want to get them lost by hardware failure. Yeah. And so this is, yes, but. This is about taking photos. I'm not sure if I remember that correctly. For for our listeners, we know each other for quite some time. We do. Now, I guess it was 2014 where we both met for the very first time in a SQL server user group here in Hamburg. And we were, we were sitting together with um, Sascha Lorenz. Yeah. And uh, the topic was Power Pivot back then. We were talking about Tabula, before Power BI was a thing. And um, Uwe Mess and me were the only business people in the room, I guess. All the others had an, not an IT background, but working in that area, dealing with SQL Server. And I think Tabula in SQL Server was not that, didn't get so much love back then. So cubes were still a thing. And... Uh, Yeah, you were just looking at this new technology. But anyway, uh, we, we met at this user group for the very first time. This is where I know you from. And um, do I remember correctly that you did martial arts? I did. When you were younger? Yes, I did. Which, which one? Was it Wing Chun? No. I started with kickboxing and I was considering it was a little bit too not efficient enough. Um, I switched to Muay Thai and then later I switched to Krav Maga. Krav Maga. So with a lot of shouting. Ah! No? No. Okay. I, uh, I was a silent dancer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I, I just remember when I, when I did uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu until uh, a couple of years ago, um, there was a Krav Maga group next to us and they were shouting a lot. So uh, I didn't know if uh, this is... Um, no, it's not that typical. No? No. And um, just because you said you, you were looking for something more efficient, um, did you have a lot of trouble while dealing with all the data? So I had a life full of excitement when I was younger. So, yes. I And still one of my superpowers is being sober and staring at people who are drunk. 
And this can sometimes, so sometimes it seems I'm asking for trouble. Hmm. That's, that's But this is past, past. Okay, okay. So in, in the meantime, you're just enjoying having a good so cigarette and you, you, you like yes. to smoke? I like, I like, yes, I do. And yes, so the last time I was fighting was two years ago. And this was with a friend. Okay. And it was planned. And sometimes we meet, uh, we rent a place where we can have some full contact exchange. So, and this is really, yes. <laughs> okay. I, I need to take my chair a little bit more back so that <laughs> there's more space between us. Um, and I guess besides this martial art things, we both share another, wouldn't say it's passion but more an interest do you do you collect knives is that correct do you like blades as i do yes but i would not say i i collect them anymore and if i leave the house i do not have a knife which if my information is correct would be illegal in germany uh, well. it depends on it the depends knife, on but the knife yes. and on the opening most, mechanism. most of the knives that i i own are Cannot be openly carried. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you talked about Muay Thai and, and kickboxing. And when I uh, was at the university, I like to practice um, Filipino martial arts. So Kali is Krima. And uh, yeah, from, from there on, I, I like to collect uh, machetes and, and knives. And yeah, I guess my, my grandfather uh, yeah, put that seed into the ground when he gave the first knife to me when I was five years old. And my parents were really, really happy about that. You can so imagine. So there's a story about the knives. So when my, my um, girlfriend visited me at my apartment the first time, <laughs> I was quite excited. You're still together, right? We are still together <laughs> and... We will getting married in, uh, I can't, Friday next week. What? Yes. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Cool. I did it. So this was a, let's say this was a very long uh, time to get me proved, but I succeeded. <laughs> you're skeptical. You said you're skep skeptical. No, I, I, I tried and I tried hard. And sometimes Cordula is saying I did not, I should try harder. And so I, I know this will not stop. Uh, but nevertheless, when she entered the apartment, I, was, I wasn't aware um, what to tell her about me that until then wasn't um, uh, was a topic. And I said, so maybe it's a good time to now reveal that I'm, Collect, that I'm collecting tactical folders, some kind of knives. Mm. Um, and I, so I ta uh, told Cordula, so here are my tactical folders. I opened a drawer and it was full of tactical folders, very well placed and things like that. <laughs> and I'm not a serial killer. I just collect them. Yes. So I was thinking it should be. And days later, or weeks later, Cordula was uh, telling me that This was a moment where she was very lucky or felt lucky that she left uh, my address and also her uh, at her friends because she was promising that she will call the next morning at 10 a.m. So, and if she would not call, then maybe something happened. <laughs> so this was a coincidence with uh, my revealing that I was collecting tactical folders. Oh, yes. Do, do you have a favorite one? I have a favorite one and it's Extrema Rage Asio. I'm not ext 
extremely, or I do not know if it's uh, pronounced correctly, an Italian brand. Take a look over there. You see the Extrema Ratio Fulcrum 2. I, I like that one a lot. Where? Um, just a second. Ah, there. So, but you do not have, um, you do not have a special draw for your knives, right? <laughs> you should. In the next room. Ah, next okay. time. Okay. No, not, not yet. I'm still developing. No, I, I share that passion a lot. I didn't buy, um, any during the last years, but, um, I really like, like to have good blades also in the kitchen. So nothing is worse than, uh, Now I'm is it what's what's the opposite of sharp? Not sharp, I guess. <laughs> unsharp. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like unsharp knives. <laughs> I guess yes, same here. So I guess it's not sharp. Um, one thing you need to explain to me is, I, I saw that you wrote you're looking for a new computer, and you need one that has more RAM that a normal person would consider um, being needed. The the computer we are I'm working with right now has 128 gigabyte RAM. I guess your old machine, your contemporary machine has the same amount. Why is this too less sometimes for you? So this is basically the reason for this is... Um, Tax is simple, but not easy. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are again. Here we are again. And I'm working for quite some time now, solving some graphical or questions related to graphs, meaning what is the shortest distance between a couple of points and what is the similarity of certain... Um, Strings, for example, and the string can, for example, be the uh, board order of products. And then I try to compare these strings and what is their similarity. And this is because maybe I'm not that DAX expert I was always thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm doing uh, certain my joints or virtual tables are not well sought and then they are start burning my my existing RAM. And so this is why I'm looking for uh, more RAM. So you're not looking for more efficient tax code, but just ah, yes, yes, throw, yes, yes, of throw more RAM to it. Yes. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't like writing efficient tax code. So basically this is Like I was kidding. So the bit next to that, so why this is why I'm uh, looking for a machine that has more than <clears throat> 128 uh, GB of RAM. Um, at the current moment, I'm I'm trying to weigh performance, meaning query duration, and the consumption of resources like RAM. So at Munich Re, there are, there's more than one Power BI data set. Really? Yes. That, that's your employer? Yes. Münchner Rück. Yeah, exactly. And we have more than one Power BI data set. That's very special for a company. Yeah, I think so. And there are shared resources, meaning our Uh, premium capacities and sometimes now I'm trying to weigh or trade between burning resources meaning RAM and CPU power or let the query run longer mm -hmm. so just so so I'm I'm trying to understand if it's possible to what is the benefit of a fast uh, 
resource consuming query? Or is it sometimes better to have a more slower query, whatever slower means? Uh, but this does not use any uh, that, that much CPU cycles and RAM as well. Didn't, didn't you see the, the last uh, release from Jeffrey Wang where he introduced the new function that dax.wait? Where you can, <laughs> can put in milliseconds to wait for the <laughs> expression to evaluate. Yeah, but the, I guess this does not release any any resources that have been consumed so far, but this would <laughs> this is exactly what I'm doing sometimes. So I'm I'm still happy when when the figures I'm looking for uh, just come out my DAX expression and you're dealing with exchanging resources between CPU and, and RAM usage. Impressive. But is this um, part of your daily work or is it just a side hustle that you do uh, in your spare time? So this is, um, since I'm not a consultant anymore, my my perspective has changed dramatically. So um, I'm quite protective about our resources that we have and with our premium capacities. Um, and so I try to help our users to create the most efficient DAX statement. So, and for quite some time, I was thinking the most efficient is um, the most fastest one. Mm -hmm. But now I'm starting to think it if uh, is efficient also something that can be can be something that is taking longer using resources for a longer time, but maybe not that much resources. And this is something that has developed because I now I want to have as much queries answered by the resources that we have. So yes, this is not a site. <laughs> this is not a hobby. Yeah. So this is trying to save some money. Got it. In the long run. Yeah, it's interesting. This is so. Um Usually when I work with customers, they don't have Power BI Premium. Your company is pretty big and many users, so that totally makes sense. And in my case, this is rarely the case. And even though people use it, um, there are no edge cases. So they, they don't have to consider about um, evaluation time and, and not running out of RAM for their capacity. So. Uh, but what you're saying makes completely sense. So the the job you're doing is internal consulting and are you also some kind of Power BI Premium administ so I, administrator? So basic, basically, this two parts of my, my job is supporting projects or teams. Mm -hmm. And the other part is taking care of our Power BI environment and looking for new features, what does it mean for our existing uh, our existing clients, what does it mean if there's a new feature or things like that. So I'm, let's say, uh, 60% I'm supporting project or uh, larger teams and 50, uh, 40% I'm taking care of our Power BI environment, what's running. So, and how, how big is, is your team? Do you still need employees? Do you need colleagues if someone is listening? So, um, our team is, I would say it's five people. Mm -hmm. uh, but this does not mean, so this is, this is a team size. And maybe we are looking for new people in the next year. Uh, someone just joined us this August this month. It's August, yes. So this month, so now we are five people. And um, when you say people in your organization are writing their own DAX code, how much is this self-service BI thing 
uh, working for you. So you're an expert when you write your DEX code and roll this out to the users. It's one thing, but how about the non-technical departments like controlling, as you said, you, you studied, um, doing their own stuff. Does this work and how do you educate those people or don't educate at all and they do it themselves? I would say this really, really works out quite well. So we have a couple of trainings that we uh, provide to our users. Uh, of course, these trainings are not mandatory to get a Power BI Pro license. Um, sometimes this is an unfortunate reason um, because if you are, sometimes we realize that a certain data set is consuming a lot of our resources. Um, but there's really, really, really much talent um, throughout the, the organization. So self-service really works quite well. So what basically what happens is uh, there's a software catalog where you can uh, order your software that you need and one part of the software is you can um, ask for a Power BI Pro license. If you do that, you have to specify the name of a workspace because what do you want with a Pro license if you do not have a workspace? This means you have to start asking for or requesting a Power BI workspace and then you get your pro license in a second step. So this is sometimes this is the only thing that we realize about departments or smaller team. They are just requesting uh, a workspace. So there is no department that um, I, I was trying to make a joke that it that it fail. But um, as long as they don't have their own workspace, you don't know that the, the uh, department exists. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so if they do not have a workspace, so then I'm wondering, is this department is really needed? Face it that way. <laughs> but everyone can get a Power BI desktop just for playing around? Because yes. I, I, I noticed that some, um, some companies um, only give Power BI desktop to people who have a certificate, who just visited a workshop who learned the basics and I'm wondering if this is the way to go because the other uh, way you see so many yeah failing data models if data model is the correct name for for a single table um, and and people who don't know what to do and on the one hand this makes people going so they just start using a new technology and of course uh, incrementally get better Uh, but on the other hand, there's the risk of, of huge mistakes and, and getting the, the wrong figures. So you don't go the route to just give Power BI Pro and Power BI Desktop to people who um, had special education beforehand. No. We, so um, maybe this is uh, also due to the business because we are an insurance company And most of the um, departments are somehow related to figures to data. So they, they have um, <clears throat> an idea about data. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they consider Excel a database. <laughs> Sometimes they don't, but nevertheless. Um, so there is, we, we sometimes we consider um, releasing um, some kind of security controls or educational controls. Sometimes we are considering this, but on the other hand, um, we think what helps, helps. Um, and if people are thinking that Power BI helps, and we do a lot who supports this uh, offering online trainings and things like that. Of course, this is every, everything is not mandatory. Mm -hmm. 
um, then people can start and creating their dreaded one table solution. And if it works, if it helps to answer their business question, I do not care about this. Oh, this is not a star schema. So you can't publish something to our service that has no star. No, um, the other way around. Um, sometimes people start with one table solution and they are happy with that over years hmm. because it's fine and it helps to answer their business questions and answer their needs. So everything's fine. Everything is good to use Power BI. Until we realize that certain queries are consuming or datasets are consuming a lot of our resources. Hmm. Then we are going to offer our help. <laughs> help. <Yeah. laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I get this perspective and the, the idea. And it's good to hear that, and you are part of an IT department. I am. Um, it, it's good to hear that IT says, hey, uh, as long as you get the figures you need uh, or you expect, and as long as my resources aren't um, too much in trouble, um, do whatever you do. Um, I, I think it's this is a good perspective. I have no problem with a single table solution. I, I'm just aware that this leads to further questions. And if people are not aware that a single table could be a problem for different granularity. It and, will, it, and it often becomes. Yeah. So, but um, getting started should be as easy as it is. So this is our philosophy. Mm, cool. But then things become a little bit harder. It starts, so basically it also starts with filling out the form for requesting a workspace. Teams have to, let's say, provide two email addresses, meaning um, there are two people, And one, of course, is requesting both of automatically become admin, but they also have to describe um, what data will be inside of, will be hosted inside this workspace. This is because um, security controls have been met if a certain level of um, Confidential data will be stored there or things like that. Mm -hmm. And if they do this check mark and do that check mark and want to share data externally, meaning outside of our organization, then things become a little bit more strict. But I guess this is quite normal. Yeah. Because we have to also um, make sure that our governance requirements that we have are met. Mm -hmm. So, for example, not everyone is able to share data from or share data, uh, share data from this workspace with people from outside the organization, meaning external users. So this is nothing that is that comes for free. Yeah. Yeah, it makes totally sense. And with security groups, exactly. you can um Define who's who's able and who's not. Yeah, that's that's interesting. There are different approaches in different companies, and um, especially because you're working for Münchner Rück and um, this kind of company, um, I was pretty sure that you have a more strict way of um, letting people into this Power BI world. And I'm uh, uh, surprised and, and in parallel happy to hear that it's the the other way around. So no, because this is quite simple. We are. Uh, what made me join Unigree um, is we are data-driven. Mm. So meaning data plays an important role for everything that we do because this is type of our business. Um, so to make it short, we are betting that or we are, we are betting on risks and 
uh, our bets that we are taking is that we are better to, that we are able to better understand how likely that something will happen is. And mm. so this is how we earn our money. And data plays an important role. And so for this reason, we do not want or make the other way around. We want to make it as easy, as simple as possible to make everyone doing his data-related work. And sometimes, yes, this leads to extremely ugly reports. <laughs> There are a lot of pie charts, and I feel pain in my heart if I see these reports. They are tabled or they are data sets with a single um, table. And it pains me, but it helps to solve the solution, uh, solve the problem. Yeah. So, and this is what I, uh, what I am there for. So that's our task is helping people solve their problems. Cool. I would love to hear this more often from IT departments as, and I'm pretty sure you've experienced this yourself that IT departments and non-technical departments usually have no friendly relationship for whatever reason. The one department protects the data, the other wants to be as flexible as possible to uh, create the, the reports they need to Yes, uh, in, in no and time. Yes, but um, so just to be just to be clear, so sometimes confidential data is confidential data, and confidential data cannot be shared with everyone, and so basically it's not so that every business person can do what he wants. I guess this is why it's called confidential. Ah, for example, yes. So maybe, <laughs> maybe yes. Uh, so I never was thinking about this term that way, but maybe it's the reason. Um, so the point is everyone can start as so, and this is the reason. And the more complex the solution gets, the more help, support is required mm -hmm. for certain reasons. One is safeguard our resources from a technical point of view. So meaning if someone wants to upload to one of our smaller capacities, upload something that exceeds, The amount of RAM, yeah, it's not doable. Then we recommend, please, do not use our environment. Maybe you want to buy your own capacity. We help you manage it, but this is not allowed on our capacities where a lot of applications are running. How many capacities do you have? More than one. <laughs> More than one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got it. Um, more than a P1. Uh, more than a P1. Okay. And more than one. Okay. Um, just for our listeners, this is the first time I have a guest in my, let's call it, office or audio studio here at home. And it's amazing, I have to say that. Yeah, yeah. And um, Tom is on vacation today. So I'm, I'm really happy that you take the time from your vacation and Please send my greetings and my thank you to your uh, almost wife, Cordula, for making this um, possible here. So he's here in my office and I'm very happy about that. We both live in Hamburg, so this is um, pretty easy to make. You you came here by your by your mountain bike, right? Uh, it's not a mountain bike because Hamburg is quite flat. It's an e-bike okay. because I'm not that young anymore, yes, but I, I came with my bike. Uh, just a second. You, you still fight with your friends, martial arts, full contact, but you need an e-bike to go from one place to the other. <laughs> no, I do not need an e-bike, but I like, so 
I like to travel distance, long distance with my e-bike and yeah. this, then an e-bike is supportive. Cool. Especially because you, you live in Hamburg, but you work for a Munich company. So going down there, an e-bike is, yes. is an advantage. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> Using an e-bike is, is great. So you're, you're on vacation this week. And when you say you, you get married next Friday, next week, Next week, Friday. Friday. Yes. So you you'll be on vacation for two weeks and yes. pre prepare the wedding. No, no. Everything is set. All all the data is prepared. All the data is prepared. All the rooms are reserved. So I guess we just have to say yes. Cool. And I definitely hope that this will happen. Uh, me too. Me too. Me too. And from from that point on. What will your last name bill, uh, will be? Still Martins? Yes. Okay. <laughs> because, and also Cordula will still have her own name. Okay. This, because we are, to some extent, we are quite simple. We do not want to have the hassle needing all paperwork done. The yeah. Name is, the name changes and things like that. So, no. And it's not important to have a working uh, marriage. So, and... Cordula's last name starts with a we and my starts with an M. So, and if you do not sort descending, then I would lose. Stop, stop. So. <laughs> yeah, from my side, all the best for you both, even th though I don't know Cordula, but you're always talking about her and uh, she must she must be a great person, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Ah, sure. Basically, he is even smaller than I, but from him. I was talking about great, not about tall. Yes. Okay. Sure. Yes, she's great. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for being here. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. You're welcome. For the very It first time. And to all of you out there, bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.